One morning. That I'm born. Sorry. They ruined that song so much. It's the, the song is from the film. Oh, yeah. I know. I've seen the film. It's just you were like, they ruined it. And I was like, but they also invented it. No, I mean, like, the 118 guys like, oh. ruined that song. Okay. I thought you were meaning the Rocky people ruined it. And I was oh, no. like, how? Okay. Okay. On it. On it. Yes. yes. Hi, I'm Sophie. Hi, I'm Mark. And this is You Know What I Like, where we sit down each month and flail about something we're unhealthily obsessed with. You know what I like? The Rocky franchise. The Rocky franchise began in 1976 with the release of Rocky, written and starring Sylvester Stallone in his breakout role as Rocky Balboa, an amateur boxer unexpectedly given the opportunity of a lifetime to box against world champion Apollo Creed, played by Carl Weathers. The franchise continued for five more films and featured the like of Mr. T, Hulk Hogan, Dolph Lundgren as Rocky navigates fame, success and loss. More recently, the story was continued with the start of a new franchise, Creed, released in 2015 and starring Michael B. Jordan as Adonis Creed, son of Rocky's rival-turned-friend Apollo. That's all I'm going to give for a little summation, because, good lord, we'd be here forever if I tried to summarise every film. But Mm -hmm. how did you find Rocky, Mark? Okay, so as with a few things that we've done in the past, like, I had the general cultural awareness of Rocky, you know, like... The uh, running up the stairs scene. Yeah. The theme tune, the 118 that I've already sung. (laughs) But, like, I didn't really know much. Like, I didn't think that I would have liked them at all. Because, like, it's a boxing film. But, like, I had previously seen Creed prior to this recording. Yeah. But as part of the prep, I did watch Rocky 1 and 2. Okay. And I went to go and see Creed 2 last night. Oh, I haven't seen Creed 2 yet, so if we could okay. not talk about that, because I'm not ready. Okay. <laughs> and I re-watched Creed this morning. Cool. And, like, I've only seen these four films. Yes. But, like, I just feel so like a wash in Rocky right now. <laughs> <laughs> Try watching all of the franchise in a week and you'll be I where I imagine. am. Yeah. Um, how about you? Um, well, so I had a very similar thing because I don't really like boxing. Mm-hmm. It kind of stresses me out to see people punching each other outside of like a fabricated fictional environment. Yeah, that's very understandable. You yeah. know, like I just I get a bit like, ah, your faces. <laughs> um, <laughs> your brains, brain damage and everything. You yeah. Know. <laughs> but when I started dating Mr. S, he really likes the Rocky franchise. And eventually he was like, hey, let's watch Rocky. And I was like, okay, I guess. And I had very similar preconceptions as you. Alan, I actually thoroughly enjoy the franchise. And I think I was surprised uh, with the first film. And this surprise carries on to the rest of the franchise, really. How much... I thought it was just going to be a lot of people punching each other for like Mm -hmm. an hour and a half. But there was all of this narrative and story that I just wasn't (laughs) expecting there to be, which is like really, you know, like me coming in with preconceptions. But actually, Sylvester Stallone is like a very like stereotypically like masculinity and tough guy like he does all the tough guy films and stuff like that like i've always consumed him in like the expendables and stuff Mm -hmm. and i just didn't expect there to be as much depth of character there's not a lot of fighting until the final fight really 
it's mostly narrative and there's like characters and shit and i was like wow this is a story yeah before we go into the film discussions yes can we go through just quickly the rotten tomatoes fresh score for the franchise roughly i can do like a quick plot summary of each film and then you can give the rotten tomatoes franchise score okay so like rocky one is rocky is a amateur boxer he's given the opportunity to fight against apollo creed they do that this is the land of opportunity right so apollo creed on january 1st gives a local underdog fighter an opportunity a snow white underdog and i'm gonna put his face on this poster with me 93 fresh Ooh, very nice very very fresh okay Rocky 2 is essentially the rematch between Rocky and Apollo. American people know. I want the whole world to know that I'm ready, willing, and able to meet you anywhere, any place, any time. I will meet and defeat this so-called fighter who calls himself the Italian Stallion. If the man only has the guts to give me a call, and you can call me collect. Call me, Balboa. 71%. Uh-huh. Rocky 3 is Rocky and Apollo have to work together, and Apollo trains Rocky to fight. Is it Mr. T? Yeah, to fight, to fight against Mr. T, yes. Strangely enough, yes. Yes. You lost that fight, Rock, for all the wrong reasons. You lost your edge. Now, when we fought, you had that eye of the tiger, man, the edge. And now you've got to get it back. And the way to get it back is to go back to the beginning. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe we could win it back together. 65%. So, like, over the first three, I say, like, um, there was, like, a bit of a drop um, between one and two. But then, like, um, two and three are, like, pretty equal. Yeah. And then Rocky Four is... <laughs> Rocky Four is our first, I feel, drastic tonal shift. Because Rocky Four, in many ways, is a little bit batshit. Rocky Four is the introduction of Dolph Lundgren as a, like, Russian boxer who is probably pumped up on steroids is the implication. And Apollo uh, fights Drago and Apollo dies. And so then Rocky agrees to go to Russia to fight Drago himself to, like, sort of honour Apollo and that sort of thing. Before there were reasons to fight I could understand, but I don't understand this. Even if you win, what have you won? Apollo's still gone. Why can't you change your thinking? Everybody else does. Because I'm a fighter. That's the way I'm made, Adrian. We can't change what we are. 38%. (laughs) That is a sharp drop. Rocky 5 is, cough, cough, the worst Rocky. And um, Rocky 5 is, um, by this point, Rocky has retired because he has brain damage. And then Rocky starts training this guy called Tommy Gunn to be a fighter. And then Tommy Gunn, like, betrays him and leaves him and goes, join the other one. And then the culmination fight at the end of this is that they just have, like, a fight outside. And there's also this whole, like, plot line with um, Rocky's kid played by Sage Stallone and strife between them. You know, I thought we were supposed to be late, late. Uh, you know, be very close. Hey, come on, kid, I love you. No, you don't. No, what you want is you and Tommy be tight. That's what you're really talking about. Oh, I don't say that. Why can't I say it? Since he's been here, it's Tommy this, Tommy that. You don't have no time for nobody, so I got no time for you. 26%. Yeah, it's, it's the worst one. <laughs> it's genuinely not a very good film. Okay. And then Rocky Balboa is years later, when Rocky is proper retired, um, and he's running a restaurant, there's um, this new up-and-coming boxer. It's like a virtual fight. They're like pitted together in a virtual fight by this computer. And then they then staged the actual fight as like an exhibition fight to see who would win. So like Rocky comes out of retirement for it. And it doesn't matter how this looks to other people. All that matters is how it looks to you. And if this is something that you want to do, and if this is something that you got to do, then you do it. Fighters fight. You're not going to punch me, are you? 
77%. Genuinely very good. Yeah, like it's like a spike up at the end. Okay. Yeah, oh no, Rocky Balboa is really good. Okay. But then it would be hard to be worse than Rocky Five in many ways. <laughs> okay. I'm glad that I didn't have the time for Rocky Five. Yeah, oh no, you should never have done... I would have got you to watch Rocky Three and Four if I could have, and Rocky okay. Balboa, but never Rocky Five. Like I just picture you like somehow like um, coming up to my city and like bursting in the door like, no Mark, stop! <laughs> Before it's too late! Mr. S genuinely suggested that we skip it and I was like, <laughs> no, I have to be able to talk in detail about why it's bad. Okay. So before we get to the bad, do you want to go back to what like you were saying about how how your like expectations of like the machismo of it were subverted? Yes. Well, I genuinely want to talk about the portrayal of masculinity in these films because it is something that I actually really like. Because I came in with very stereotypical ideas and I thought it was going to be uncommunicative men punch each other for like two hours. Yeah. Whereas I love how much heart these films have. Rocky... Although he is like a big muscly boxer, half the time I want to like wrap him in a duvet and be like, I will take care of you, Rocky. It's okay. I I just feel like a lot of time is allowed in the film franchise to look at the emotions of what's going on and Mm -hmm. whether that's like his relationship with Adrian or his relationship with his kid. You're just allowed a lot of time to sit with and explore emotion and it was unexpected. Um, can I pick your brain on like your feelings about the relationship between Rocky and Adrian, his wife? Yeah, sure. How do you feel about it? I don't really know. Because <laughs> like Adrian changes as it goes on. Because in the first film, she very she doesn't really speak a lot. My problem with the first two that I saw, yeah, she seems so uninterested in, in the relationship the entire time. <laughs> Like, he, like, fully projects his expectations of what a wife is onto her. Like, and she just seems so, like, yeah, sure. It's hard because having done our latest rewatch, with hindsight, I sort of look back on the first film and I'm like, maybe, like, she's so quiet and she doesn't really express much that, like, when I first watched it, I was like, she doesn't seem interested in this relationship. And then with hindsight, I'm like, maybe she is interested, but she's also, like, so used to not expressing things that she just doesn't express it. But I also don't really know. Like, I do understand that her past with Paulie has, like, to a degree stunted her, like, expression of things. But I also think you raise a very fair point. (laughs) (laughs) Like, on their first date, he, like, exhibits, like, all these behaviors that are so stereotypically like male privilege type things yeah hey you want to come inside no i gotta go hey come on hey i got some animals i got these rare very rare animals inside Where, come on come on no in. no i gotta go hey i got hey look at this face is that a face you can trust or what huh come on yeah i get you you know you have relationships in media and you're like oh i love them so much i'm like yeah like it's very much of its time definitely like i feel like in the first two films because it could improve as the series goes on yeah they just don't seem to have any chemistry for me like from the from doing this podcast you've like instilled this like (laughs) can i imagine this couple having a conversation when the cameras aren't there yeah and I feel like she could be a sack of potatoes and it would be <laughs> the exact same level of chemistry in these I films. I think that's a fair observation to make, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, like, to compare it um, to Creed. Yeah. The son, um, Adonis Creed, and his girlfriend, um, Bianca. Yeah. Like, they have, like, so much chemistry. Yes. And I feel like that is definitely, like, a the period in which the films are made. Yeah. But it's just, like, so hard to compare the two. Yeah, no, definitely. The superior romantic relationship is in 
the mm-hmm. new franchise rather than the old franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Although I I will say that it's Adrian becomes more of a character as it goes on. Like okay. for sure. She definitely does like shocking, she speaks. Um <laughs> she also stops wearing glasses and it's never really explained. So me and I, I said to Mr. S that my theory is that she's just stopped wearing them but she still can't see. Well so she's blind the Everything's time. just a bit blurry. <laughs> and that's just how she exists. What, like, she lost them a few years ago and was like, ah, it's fine. Yeah, she was like, ah, whatever, it'll be fine. She grew out her hair, she was like, this is my look now. Okay, maybe, maybe. (laughs) So we touched on it briefly there. How do you feel about Paulie, Sophie? Oh, I fucking hate Paulie. (laughs) I'm sorry, but Paulie's just a piece of shit. He is absolutely like a piece of shit. He spends the whole time essentially living off of Rocky's fame and then every now and then being like, fuck you, I don't need you to live. And I'm like, well, get yourself a fucking job, Paulie. (laughs) And in Rocky Fort, Rocky gifts Paulie like a robot. And this is this is one of the things that wanted me to send you a link to. Do you want okay. me to send you a link to this so you can see? Sure. What the hell is this? A present. Yo, I wanted a sports car for my birthday. Not no walking trash can. Oh, come on, it looks great here. It's extremely psycho, Rocco. Well, since you don't have any friends, we thought you'd like it. It starts off with like a robot voice and then halfway through the film it has this really like sexy woman's voice and essentially we think that Paulie was fucking the robot. (laughs) That's just... That's what we think happened. What is Rocky for? Rocky for R. Like, I 100% can see why people might not like Rocky for, but I fucking love it because it's just batshit. Why is there a robot? Why is there a robot? And yet... (laughs) So, like, I'm just coming off watching Rocky 1 and 2. What what has happened? The thing is, is Rocky 3 is a similar vibe to Rocky 1 and 2, and then Rocky 4 just came out and was just like, bam! <laughs> is it directed by um, Sylvester Stallone still? Yeah, it's written by him. Did he get really bored with the franchise? I don't, I just, I, I don't have answers for you. I only have... Have a robot. Have a robot. <laughs> I fully believe that Paulie would fuck this robot. We like a hundred percent think that he fucks the robot. Absolutely. Yeah. Because then, and then it, then like from Rocky Five, it's not like that anymore. It's okay. Just the one blip. And then he comes back from Rocky Four at the start of Rocky Five, and his child has aged like five years because <laughs> they cast Sage Stallone as the kid in Rocky Five, but not in Rocky Four. And so he just like comes back from this trip, and then the kid is like, he was nine when he left, and now he's played by a fourteen-year-old, and it's never commented upon. Okay. Anyway, I have greater things to talk about than tiny anecdotes to do with Rocky Four. <laughs> okay. I have, like, fully absorbed the wackiness of Rocky IV. Okay, good. I'm very tempted to actually watch it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's funny. Okay, right. Things I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I would like to talk about the concept of success as portrayed in these films. Okay. I like it because success isn't always winning. Like, in the first film, Rocky doesn't win his fight, but he succeeds at what he set out to do. And a lot of the time... Rocky's talent as a boxer is not necessarily like he can knock you out at the start of the thing. It's that he can take a punch. And like a lot of the time, like with um it's that Rocky's able to take a punch, he's able to tire out his competitor, and then he's able to beat the shit out of them and win. And that happens again in Creed with Adonis, is again, it's all about proving himself and proving that he is a genuine competitor and he's not just cashing in on his name. And I like this concept that you don't have to have come 
number one for it to have been a successful thing for you to have done and a worthwhile thing for you to have done and i quite like this whole exploration of success in its many forms Mm -hmm. you know like i just liked this equation of like success with like personal success rather than success as like you have to have come number one and achieved and like be in everyone ever okay yeah like i see that like that's more of like an inspirational message yeah than just like be the best and win yeah i feel like that touched on a thing that i wanted to discuss yeah where they keep coming back to like like in terms of like sports in general where there's always like a are they still relevant yeah and creed has this thing where they like it's trying to deal with that like you don't always have to be relevant to be important yes because like at this point rocky is like 60 years old so like he knows that he cannot be the same the same kind of fighter that he was yeah for the most point they don't really touch on it not like explicitly at least but they do like explore the fact that even though he is not the best boxer in the world at that moment Mm. he still has worth in the world and that's that's what i like is narratives that explore your own personal relationship to worth and achievement and stuff in a way that is kind of like constructive and positive rather than Mm -hmm. just being like you have to be number one or you're nothing exactly yeah one of the things i would like to talk about is um creed in relation to this concept we've talked about a couple of times recently in the podcast as like when is it appropriate to bring something back or like because it's not a reboot like a continuation that sort of thing and i think one of the things that creed did really well in that respect is that that's a topic that was explored in the rocky franchise that creed has taken and has continued with and has just made it relevant to now in a way that rocky made it relevant to then yeah I mean, like, I kind of feel like um, even though it is a continuation in terms of the characters in the world, mm. it's still very much a reboot of of Rocky because Creed 1 does follow basically the same plot yeah. as Rocky 1. Yeah. What, what I like about it as... I, I, I'm just going to use the word reboot because that's an easy word. What I like about Creed as a reboot is that it does retain so much of what made Rocky good and then it just, like, repositions it and makes it in a place that is relevant to where we're at now it still has the same themes but it just sort of like brings them up to date a little bit i just think that you can tell because creed was not written by stallone and i think you can tell that the people who did write it were you can see that the passion for the original franchise there but you can also see that they've done it like through their own lens yeah i feel like this is even though it only like explores the underdog story from the perspective of physical strength I feel like it is like a franchise and an idea that we could see rebooted from so many different perspectives. Yeah. So like I can see, and I'm sure this kind of film like exists already, but you could reboot this easily from like a female perspective. Yeah. And like it's just a film, like it's just like a structure that works so well. Sometimes it feels like things are rebooted just because a certain amount of time has passed. Whereas with Creed, it feels like... I mean, essentially what happened is these two guys came up with the story and then they went to Stallone and they were like, Hi, we came up with this idea. Would you like to do it? And Stallone was like, no. And then he read the script and he was like, actually, yes. (laughs) Remember how I said no before? Yes. But part of it is that, um, I don't know if you know this, but um, Sage Stallone unexpectedly passed away quite young. Mm -hmm. And it happened quite close to when 
they proposed creed to him and one of the reasons he did creed is because of the theme of the sort of father-son dynamic thing in it was something that he really connected to and actually he said that recording like filming creed actually really helped him deal with his grief at losing his son oh wow and um which is like you know a thing huge, to say yeah. about yeah. something that someone else wrote about your franchise that like launched your career you know yeah wow and i think i think stuff like that is kind of testament to there being a point to this reboot it's not like sylvester stallone was like sylvester stallone has come out and he said that he did rocky five out of greed okay well <laughs> he's honest at least no he was like i don't like it i did out of greed whereas with creed you really do get the sense that like this is a story that is like a good story that has heart to it that continues the legacy whilst Mm -hmm. also like going new places a bit and it's interesting that that was like recognized by stallone i just think creed's great creed is a very good film (laughs) like creed was definitely my like introduction to this franchise yeah i didn't watch it when it came out because i hadn't watched any of the rockies at the time and i was like i don't really care about boxing and then i watched the whole of rocky franchise and then we watched creed and i was like creed's great I tell you why I chose this topic for this podcast episode. It's because Creed was on TV. We watched Creed and then that night I couldn't sleep and I was awake at 4am and I was trying to think of a podcast topic and I was like, I could talk about Creed and Rocky, couldn't I? And then here we are. Okay. I want to pose to you as someone who has seen the entire thing multiple times. Okay. I feel like, because I saw Creed 2 last night okay. and like I've seen like Rocky 1 and 2 and then Creed again. Okay. And like, I feel like I have... I've seen Rocky now because they are all very similar in terms of their structure. Do you think that there is is merit to watching the entire series of films? It just depends how into Rocky you are. Okay. <laughs> like if you're like, I'm done, then don't watch yeah. any of them. Okay. But if you ever find yourself being like, oh, maybe I'll revisit that world. Maybe try out Rocky 3. Maybe mm-hmm. try out Rocky Balboa. Okay. in relation to what you said about rocky five yeah in rocky five like you said that it wasn't as good because there wasn't a big spectacular fight climax i mean that's just one of the reasons there are other reasons why it's okay yeah (laughs) just 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 want to go on record okay but in terms of the journey for rocky in rocky 2 yeah a lot of rocky 2 is about the expectations that Mm. people have for him that we've touched on a bit already yeah people like expect him to carry on and get bigger and fight more and like generally continue to show the world why he is important as a boxer yeah for me it feels like they they the writers have written themselves into a corner with because in a rocky film you have to have some degree of boxing in it Mm. because like otherwise people are are going to be disappointed Mm. but if your story is about how you are expected to fight and to show how much of a man you are by fighting Mm. that like in order for it to be some degree of character growth yeah you would expect him to in some form to reject the expectations and to not fight but because you have to fight in a rocky film that part of the character growth always feels a bit stunted and a bit like he can never really he can never not be a boxer so like his character growth can only go so far um do you feel like that is a limiting part of the franchise I feel like it's tricky because I feel like you could say that about any film where someone is a thing. Okay. Because, like, if you had a film where someone's a wizard, they can only always be a wizard. And even if they're like, oh, maybe I don't like engaging with this thing, like, at some point they're still going to do some magic. 
you know mm-hmm. i get what you're saying yeah but like i feel like in like a lot of cases because like in terms of like standard narrative structure where someone begins believing a thing yeah then ends the film like realizing that that first thing isn't as important as they thought it was but when it's more of a crucial part of what the film is like the fact that he is a boxer you can never take that away because then the film is not what it is i guess this, I don't know if this is answering your point or not, mm-hmm. but he does a speech in Rocky Balboa when his kid comes to him. is like, you don't have to do this, you know, like you don't have to fight. And he's like, you, me or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you gotta be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you wanna be because of him or her or anybody. Something that they've explored a bit, but it's the first time they've really explicitly been like, we're gonna verbalize that this is what he's talking about. Okay, okay. I don't know if that answers your question or not, though. It does, it does, yeah. Like, I've got like a very specific example. Okay. In Final Fantasy XIII, <laughs> when. <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> It's so relevant, I swear. When they are told for the whole game that their their goal in life is to go and fight this one person. And they're like, no, fuck you, we're not going to do what you tell us. And then there's like a pause and they're like, should we go fight the thing? And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't understand what this is achieving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's that kind of thing where like, um, he's always like, I'm not going to fight. Should we fight? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess I guess it's that thing where it's like, but why are you fighting? Mm-hmm. There are lots of moments in the franchise where people are like, Rocky, I'm going to fight you. And he's like, no, you're not. Go away. And then he might eventually fight them, but it's for different reasons. And sometimes they are flawed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying that he's always making right decisions. Yeah. Adrian would attest to the fact that she's like, just don't fight him. And Rocky's like, but I'm going to fight him. And Adrian's like, but you could die. Yeah. Like, it's about how they express that final because he is going to fight them anyway. And everyone knows it. Like, it's about the expression of that, I guess, that shows how good it is. Yeah. I guess, like, it's like when, like, in general, like, when things are are formulaic. Yeah. That, like, it's about the how. Yeah. Even though, like, the structure is known. Like, we know that he's going to fight at the end. Oh, like, I will say, like, the structure of a lot of Rocky films is very similar. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's testament to my enjoyment of the Rocky franchise that most of the time I'm watching it and I'm like I know what's gonna happen but I'm enjoying it yes they're like I'm um, definitely like his value to things that are formulaic but still have enough heart to them yeah I think that's what I like about the Rocky franchise in general is it always has heart mm-hmm. and Rocky as a character always has heart well like he's the the lovable simpleton like kind of character I don't like calling him a simpleton I dislike that because Rocky's very intelligent in many ways he's just not book smart okay and I see that but it's something that's explored as the series goes on because specifically Mm -hmm. um when he has his kid he raises his kid as like he wants him to solve his problems with his brain not his fists and stuff like this and like his kid is really intelligent but rocky has like the emotional smarts and the the common sense smarts that like actually help you exist in the real world rather than like the rich pampered world that they existed in when he was at the peak of his fame Mm -hmm. in the second film rocky practices reading because um he tries to do these commercials and they go really really badly it's the whole thing that he wants to become better at reading out loud and stuff like this and it's like explored that he's not necessarily book smart but i never think he's never stupid he's just not like academically smart and i just think that's an important distinction to make 
I agree with you partially. Like yeah. I do understand. Like I like I don't mean to call him like some some negative word for his intelligence. Yeah. But like he cuz like you don't have to be like a genius. No. Like I'm not saying that, but like he's never like I've only seen the first two films. Yeah. But he doesn't seem to have like an awareness of what he is going to say before he says it. And he he's quite he's quite naive and innocent in many yeah. ways. Yeah. I'd 100% agree with you there. Like he's very like there's no subterfuge. He's just sort of exists, takes yeah. what people say at face value and like doesn't always think things through. He just sort of like exists and talks talks and acts and stuff yeah like um, that's more what i mean i think yeah. not oh, no, no, like sorry. a judgment of his intelligence i just meant word choices oh yeah of course yeah you're like watching him and like like in rocky five and you're like oh mate you're being a tit pay attention to your child but at the same time like your heart goes out to him because you know why he's doing it uh-huh and you're like you're so human because i can this is a big flaw but i can 100 percent understand how we've gotten to this point mm-hmm. and i can see the character development like consistency which is why you're acting like this but also maybe don't act like that yes you know okay yeah i mean like i don't know if this has helped you but like it's helped me work out why these films are popular <laughs> oh yeah no yeah. <laughs> i i was really surprised at how much i liked these films like i didn't think about it until i was like maybe i could do a podcast episode on them and then Mm -hmm. i was like watching them and i was like actually i do really like these yeah like you have to like really think why when you choose to do it like as a topic yeah um, do you have enough to say about the why whereas with the rocky franchise i'm like i can identify the topics and themes as to why i like it like i like the portrayal of masculinity i like the exploration of x and y and blah i I, like i feel like we've not really touched on the masculinity side of it like um do you have any thoughts that like you want to say about that oh i guess i i enjoy that rocky is a tough bloke you know Mm -hmm. like no one's gonna be here like oh he's a feminine man no like he's Mm -hmm. a masculine guy but so much of this franchise is rocky expressing his emotions to people and he's i I know that the relationship between adrian we've already (laughs) talked about but (laughs) sack of potatoes he's very open about the fact that he loves that woman completely yes and um his relationship with his kid like it goes we have it's a tumultuous relationship at times but rocky never stops emotionally putting himself out there and at one point like he says to him he's like i know you don't like it when i come here something about me being in your place of work makes you uncomfortable and i respect that but i just want you to know that i'm never going to stop loving you and i'm never going to stop supporting you and stuff like this like he's always expressing these emotions he's not the guy who like bottles them up and has to punch a punching bag because it's the only way he expresses his emotion like he fights because he's a good fighter but he expresses how he feels to people very regularly throughout the franchise and i think that that's really great because you know just a serious moment we have a mental health epidemic with men committing suicide on our hands at the moment and i think in part that is to do with the fact that we encourage men not to share their emotions quite a lot and i think that actually if you're gonna be a blokey macho guy and that's who you are entirely respect that but also maybe take a leaf out of rocky's book and reach out to people if you need help and talk to people about your emotions yay so like you've not seen creed 2 yet like no i haven't because we're recording this in december and december is christmas time and christmas time is busy yes (laughs) (laughs) what do you hope for creed 2 
I'm just interested to see where it's going to go. I know that there is like, because it's a Drago thing, I mm-hmm. know that there is going to be some paralleling with Rocky IV. Um, as far as I'm aware, there will be no more robots. But, um, you know. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I just really enjoyed Creed and I was pleasantly surprised that not only did it retain like some of the original spirit of the Rocky films, but it also was just like a damn good film. Mm-hmm. So I hope for a very similar thing. Yes, it's good to tie into the original franchise and everything, but I also want it to stand on its own as a great film, which Creed did. Mm-hmm. Like, I would look to Rocky 2 more for, for um, Creed 2, actually. Okay. I won't say any more than that. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I genuinely really need to see the film. Maybe by the time this episode goes up, I'll have seen it. Send Sophie thoughts on Creed 2. Oh, no. Check with me first that I've actually <laughs> seen it because I'm really bad at seeing things in the cinema. At the end of each episode, we each assign a number of flailings to the thing that we've been discussing. How many flailings do you give the Rocky franchise? I think a solid five because I because I get why people like them. Yeah, and like part of it that I've not really brought up is that like I like the strange, complex continuity that they've brought in with like how will the characters interact, <laughs> and that like scratches an itch that I really like scratching. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's not a thing where I would like enthusiastically flail if someone brought it up. Okay, I get that. Um, How about you? I feel like I keep giving the same rating to everything. (laughs) I'm going to go for a seven. Okay. Because like, um, actually, I feel like I've, you know how we do this podcast and we pick topics as a way of getting them out of our system. Oh yeah, always. (laughs) I do feel like I have done that with the Rocky franchise. Okay. Because I, I picked it. I was surprised by the depth of my feeling and I've now been able to express that to you and I feel like I can move on. I guess like I'm watching the entire franchise twice, like all the way through in like a year and a half is enough. I mean, I've watched the entire franchise more than once all the way through for sure. It's specific oh, wow. films like Rocky Four we've seen most because they're always on the telly. <laughs> Okay. There's there's one TV channel which plays yeah. Rocky Four quite frequently, and it played Rocky Three recently and Creed. And then I watched the whole franchise again in a week for this. I see. So like, I, I really feel like I really I'm. I, this is the most I've ever seen them. Like uh, that itch is fully scratched. Yeah, and now I feel yeah. okay, and I can leave it behind me for a while. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And that's the end of this episode of You Know What I Like. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and please leave a rating and a review. It helps other people find the show and we'd love to be able to flail at more people. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to us ramble and please follow the podcast on Twitter at YKWILpodcast or drop us an email at YKWILpodcast at gmail.com. Come back next month where we get overly excited about company. See you then.